0: back to another episode of
1: <laughs> explain it slowly sorry i've been playing a lot of zelda lately you've
0: been watching a lot of zelda lately
1: yeah more watching i haven't really played a lot but i have been watching a lot uh, anyways this is not about zelda what is this about
0: i don't know you tell me
1: so i have a question why do babies like punch themselves in the face while they're sleeping and just wake themselves up like what's up with that
0: I, don't know. I have questions. <laughs> I don't know, niece. Can you tell us what's up with that? We have mm-hmm. our baby niece in our arms right now because she's not falling asleep.
1: Except right as you asked her that question, she's zonked. <laughs>
0: she is dozing off. Uh,
1: so, we're that boring, aren't we?
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, when, when it comes to sleep, we go through different stages, right? And mm-hmm. I, I'm not an expert on sleep, so I don't really know much. But I know there's a stage of sleep called REM. Mm -hmm. Which is rapid eye movement. Yeah. That's all I know. But during that stage of sleep, it's when the baby becomes very, it's like their most physical active part of their sleep. Mm -hmm. And normally we go through the REM cycle as well. But during that REM cycle, we have something called sleep paralysis, Mm -hmm. which prevent us from thrashing out from, Uh... from moving from anything. And it keeps us pretty much paralyzed for that part. But babies don't have that up until at least three months Mm -hmm. of age. And so when they sleep, they constantly thrash out, you know, grunts. They cry. They do all sorts of things.
1: Punch themselves. (laughs)
0: Yawn. Yawn. Yeah also and and sometimes it's as if they're not sleeping like sometimes they'll have their eyes slightly open and all that but and this is all normal and they are sleeping but sometimes they do because of the thrashing and their arms flailing around the best thing to do is we swaddle them we wrap them up in a blanket or in a a sleep sack to keep their arms tight at their sides that way they don't you know thrash around and wake themselves up mm-hmm. right and startle themselves so that that's the reason yeah sleep paralysis we have that and they don't eventually they will and by hopefully by then it will be uh uh, an easier time for them to sleep the the thing about the sleep paralysis though is that for babies like from the age of one till the age of four months, they are at the highest risk for SID, which is sudden infant death syndrome. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's just they're going through a neurological uh, or neurocardiovascular changes or transition in their body where, like, somehow they can stop breathing. And baby naturally do stop breathing for a certain, like, for up to 20 seconds normally, Right, randomly. Mm-hmm. But during this uh, f- t- period of time where it's the most crucial because their body is going through m- lots of developmental changes, and in addition to, um, in addition to this thing where the sleep paralysis starts to kick in, they no longer have that sort of like reflex to sort of like wake themselves <laughs> jump start up, start
1: the breathing again. <laughs> yeah,
0: just jump start the breathing again, which is why it's so scary because there's nothing you can do for Sid except like you can do all the. You can do preventative
1: it. measures yeah that, that is of.
0: that is environmental but it all still come down to their their beings you know their body being able to do it or not and and it's scary because knowing that like okay they're gonna be able to have a good rest because they won't be the sleep paralysis will kick in but then that's also scary to know as a parent because then like that might prevent them from kick themselves up again if they stop breathing for too mm-hmm. long and then that, that's just
1: so you trade one bad thing for another bad thing
0: yeah so that i'm i'm a nervous wreck because i sleep with her in the same room as her and we're we sleep on different beds of course because it's you know it's for her safety she's on her own bed i'm on my own bed but like knowing that i'm in the same room as her and sometimes like if something were to happen like you know i get anxious at night whenever mm-hmm. we go to bed
1: yeah. So well I would never blame you. Yeah. Uh but uh I like I know sleep paralysis can even for like adults uh can cause like severe anxiety in some situations because it is totally possible for you to wake up but still be paralyzed. Sleepwalking? Because... No. The opposite. You oh. wake up. Eyes open.
0: Oh, you but cannot your body's move not... your body. Oh yeah. You yeah.
1: are very you are viscerally awake
0: uh-huh.
1: but you're but nothing will move um and you can't like talk you can't like the only thing that will come out is your heightened breathing from like
0: you're panicking the, at the panic point. attack
1: that's coming from that uh so if that ever happens to you if you're sleeping and when one day you wake up and you can't move anything don't panic it's Sticks. just sleep paralysis at work because if you don't have sleep paralysis then uh, Something very interesting can happen on the other end of the spectrum. Maybe you'll start talking in your sleep and start spewing nonsense, which I you do a lot. You have
0: before, yeah. Uh, like,
1: I, I, I sleep talk a lot. Um, uh, Other people will go ahead and do set routines, sleepwalking. Like, they know the layout of their house, so they can walk around without actually observing the layout of their house. Um, Which is crazy. And some people can trip and fall and hurt themselves, which is a problem with if wouldn't you it be nice
0: wouldn't it be nice if you sleepwalk but then like in the middle of the night do all the house chores for your partners
1: uh, for yourself even for yourself because then even. you don't have to do it later <laughs>
0: when you're awake exactly
1: uh that would be nice but that's unfortunately not something that you do while you sleepwalk.
0: definitely do not cook while you're <laughs> while you're uh, sleepwalking it
1: reminds me and this is a horrible scene but it does remind me of that one scene from Temple uh Tampopo is a Japanese movie from the late 80s I think. Um but there's this one scene of this family uh that is living right next to the train station and that tells you that they're not in the best of financial like situation but there's a mom and the whole family's crowded around her and she looks very sick. Uh, the doctor's there. Um but then the dad is like "Mom, you you got to make dinner." everyone's hungry you gotta make dinner so she just gets up in that moment and oh she was in, like
0: on her deathbed or something like that well right? d-
1: don't jump straight to the conclusion <laughs> but yeah in a day she just goes and whips up this like uh this this dinner for five or six i don't, i forget how many there were there uh and the like the kid is crying bawling while while eating it, and like everyone is like just oh this is the most delicious dinner uh and then the mom literally passes away right then and there and the doctor's like time of death like deadpan uh and that's the end of the scene that's the end of these characters then the whole movie you're never seeing them again um excellent movie for its uh portrayals of food uh because this is just like one one instance of that but like that's that's what you reminded me of when you mentioned like just making dinner it's like in the days uh, and then just like pass out right afterwards uh, And potentially forever uh, But <laughs> I, I
0: do I do often hear I, Like a lot of people bef- Like from relatives and stuff Like of someone who's like About to die or whatever That like they go through this thing where like They are I guess the word would be like my grandma for instance My mom's mom I don't know her Very well because I've since moved To America since I was little And mm-hmm. we have I don't communicate with that side of the family even though my mom does that kind of idea but like my grandma recently passed away and um they were saying how she's been sick for years now bedridden to the point where she does not know anybody does not recognize anyone does not talk does not she barely eats she's like literally a corpse right mm-hmm. on the bed breathing but that that's all there is left and then a few months before she passes away all of a sudden she just was wide awake she was very active very alert recognizes everyone able to talk able to eat and then just a month later she's dead Mm -hmm. like it's i i don't i wonder if that's like one of the those things that i don't i guess medically i don't know why that happens but it seems like a lot of apparently from my side of the family i heard that like before someone died they often go through this like awake moment and then let me take notes. it's it's bizarre (laughs) it's bizarre i i i'm sure that had nothing to do with like sleep paralysis Mm -hmm. or anything but it's just bizarre Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i i wonder if like this is completely hypothetical thinking here but i wonder if uh in the process of those final moments in your life when you aged so much that everything is kind of breaking down that one little thing can break down and reconnect circuitry that was there but not used Uh, for like so long yeah and i know it's like a little a little weird talking about humans as as circuits but like if you think about how our brains work it's not too dissimilar Mm -hmm. uh and you can potentially see how it might seem like they they're coming back they're making a recovery you know and then what that really is an indicator of is their ultimate decline like there was nothing else like holding itself together and this is just like the final the final like last amount of things that do work that are suddenly coming into effect but ultimately not being enough to change the outcome right
0: mm.
1: um anyways on um, back to back to sleeping I have one more funny thing to share about uh, rapid eye movement. Uh, So REM, like you mentioned, is rapid eye movement, right? Uh, If someone is dreaming and you pull open their eyelids, you will see their eyeball moving back and forth rapidly, uh, which is literally what the thing isn't named after um and I mean,
0: niece does that whenever she sleeps and sometimes her eyes are slightly ajar
1: you can see them you can see her, her yeah
0: her eyes go back and forth
1: yeah so that's that's rem
0: or you can sometimes see over their under their eyelids too like it's if they're like moving co- their lids are closed you mm-hmm. can still see the the shape underneath moving But
1: mm-hmm. yeah because an eye is not like a sphere it does have a bubble where the lens is um but in my in my sleep deprived 30s uh, as I like to call them, uh, before niece, uh, just sleep-deprived from working. Um, I I often, f- as I was f- falling asleep, I caught myself in that moment where I was happy- having rapid eye movement. Like, I can v- visually see the hallucination that my brain is looking at. Uh-huh. But I'm still awake because oh. i'm not totally like
0: so you're you weren't your eyes were rapidly mo- physically moving and you were at in where you were not in control of them
1: I, so i could be in control of them like i could stop it oh i could let it continue and i would still see the the imagery that like my brain is building for itself oh interesting because at that point it's like you're in dreamland but it's not I like I wasn't completely in dreamland yet like I can still move the sleep paralysis didn't kick in uh and I was so sleep deprived that that all like happened at once um and I, I do wonder like if that is actually rapid eye movement or if that's just me like losing it little by little <laughs> <laughs> like one is left to wonder these things uh and it's it was just a curiosity so i guess if you too are in your sleep deprived 30s uh and notice that your eyes are are moving back and forth let us know
0: you're you're talking (laughs) as if you're so old you're like 31 (laughs) my
1: back is broken i would like (laughs) for you to know (laughs) so yeah that's that's uh fun facts about sleep oh i also once woke up uh but i was sleeping on my arm so it's not really paralysis but I, I was. But you
0: did paraly- paralyze your arm. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm paralyzed, amputate. Same, same idea. Uh, but I totally cut off all circulation to my arm, and it must not have been for too long because I didn't end up needing to lose my arm. Well, but it your was body,
0: cold. your body, wake you up, right?
1: I don't know if my body woke me up or if I just woke up by chance.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh,
1: but my arm was cold not like purple not frigid it was did it
0: turn color
1: it didn't turn purple or blue yet and i think it turns purple or blue when there's blood going in but not going out Uh here i don't think there was blood going in because the arm was limp Uh the arm was cold the arm was not moving and it took like an hour for the feeling to come back the tingling, you know that tingling. Oh, that, that lasted an hour. That
0: painful. This
1: was thankfully when I was like sixteen, uh, oh. so like it's a it's a distant memory now. But you I'm still... never gonna forget that because it was I, me being a nerdy science kid. I guess I was like cool because my my hand was like totally... you could have
0: broken something at that point. I, and not I, even know. I was
1: probably super close to needing to amputate. <laughs> <laughs> like a few more hours of sleep would have probably like killed my arm yeah um, but I, yeah. I used
0: to wear my apple watch to sleep to track my sleep pattern mm-hmm. but i stopped because i would wake up in the middle of the night with in the middle of the night with no circulation in my arm because it would pinch it was me pinching you? and then i just yeah mm-hmm. n- lose my arm so i stopped doing i stopped wearing my watch
1: it's like those dreams where if you if you forgot to brush one time in your life and then all of a sudden you're losing all your teeth. In your dreams. And then it's like, uh, this is why uh, I brush every day. Those I dreams. I brush. They're coming back.
0: <laughs> I I always have like a serious thing when it comes to like oral hygiene and I do, I'm like religious about it. Actually, I'm not religious about it. I am very intentional about it and I swear, I still get those horrifying dreams where I lose my teeth.
1: You're not doing it hard enough.
0: Uh, yeah, probably.
1: Uh Pro- the the ultimate irony is we have been so lax on brushing our teeth lately just because what's daytime and Seriously. what's nighttime? It's very confusing lately. Yeah, um,
0: you and, just brush when you you like, oh, the toothbrush is there, let me brush.
1: <laughs> and I think one of the days I prepared toothbrushes for both of us with the expectation that Lynn would walk into the bathroom and brush her teeth with her toothbrush. Um, so I brushed my teeth in the morning, did a, about my day, uh, took a shower, saw a toothbrush there, and I was like, "Oh, gotta brush my teeth." <laughs> I used her toothbrush and brushed again within like a two-hour period. So, like, I think we're we, we've lost it in some ways, um, which is like, I guess, a, a welcome to parenthood for us.
0: Yeah, I think the first few months is very difficult, but then it will get easier as time goes by. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Th- the three month mark because everything i read it's like oh it'll get better at three months they're they're gonna start developing a sleep pattern in three months they're gonna start needing they're gonna stop needing to wake up every two hours in three months so i like the three month is like my my goal to reach and i'm like looking forward to that three month day
1: i'm proud i'm i'm glad that you have something (laughs) to look forward to i don't have high hopes (laughs) anyways thanks for listening everyone
0: bye